Welcome to the NECF Podcast, where we share our weekly sermons and faithfully interpret the Bible to encourage and direct you on your spiritual path. We're our devoted pastors and special guests delve into the depths of the Bible, exploring its profound lessons and useful applications for your daily life. What God did in Christ is that He placed us above above all the activities of the unseen puts us as the ruler in Christ are you following so that means that the believer because the bible says is the believer sits at the right hand of the father right right so that means that the believer is above principalities and powers isn't it because those things are on the unseen we can't see them is it right you can't see them physically except it's granted to you but when you get born again you now have access to the unseen because of the spirit of God in you better still because you're born join us as we explore the timeless truth that have the power to change people's hearts and minds promoting a closer relationship with God and a firm belief in his promises Praise God. Praise God. Um, Elizabeth, can you sing the song uh, in the Holy Ghost? I don't know. I want us to sing that song. Not the whole song, just a bit of the part of where you say, My eyes can see. Can we stand up as we sing that song together? Uh, praise God. And don't, don't be afraid. Uh, Today is not the day I will teach a lot. So. Don't worry. Don't be scared. I'm not teaching a lot today. Please let's sing that song. Come on, let's sing the song. Sing it, sing it loud. Sing it, sing it. Oh, 
Come on, raise your voice. Raise your voice and sing that song. Sing the song. Sing that song. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Let's sit down. Praise God. Uh, guys, don't worry. Don't worry. It's okay. Praise God. I want you to say after me. I see as I ought to see. I hear as I ought to hear. I speak as I ought to speak. By the Spirit of God. I see as I ought to see. I hear as I ought to hear. I speak as I ought to speak. By the Spirit of God. Praise God. Okay. Say today. Today. I receive the revelation of God's Word. My heart is open to receive God's word. And I act intelligently with God's word. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Uh, so today I will sort of do um, a preamble of what we are going to be doing throughout. Not a particular day. But throughout catechismus, starting from tomorrow. So turn your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And um, we'll sort of be giving meaning. We'll sort of be giving, we'll be giving meaning to the meetings that we'll be having throughout the five days or six days of the meeting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Thank you, sir. So 1 Corinthians 12. Um, I was there, but the fan. Scriptures away. 1 Corinthians 12. Now, Paul writes to the Corinthian church and says, Now concerning spirituals, that's what he says. He says, now, concerning spirituals, I would not have you ignorant. Now, what Paul begins to do in this scripture is that he begins to have a, have a conversation to the Corinthian church about spiritual realities. Praise God. Now, I'm going to say two words. The first word is the word concerning. Concerning. Concerning in the Greek is the word peri, P-E-R-I. P-E-R-I. Now, what does that mean? What that means is that subject matter. This is the subject I want to start talking about. So he says, now concerning this subject matter, spirituals. That's what he's doing. Now concerning this subject matter, spirituals, I would not have you ignorant. 
Now, what's the word spiritual? The word spiritual is the word pneumaticos. Don't bother about the spelling. But what it means is that it means the things of and the things pertaining to the spirit. Are you with me? The things of and the things pertaining to the spirit, I would not have you ignorant. So two things we can learn from verse 1 is this. That it is possible that a believer can be ignorant about the things of the spirit. Right? Right? So it's possible. So Paul is saying, I'm writing to you so that you will not be ignorant. That is, you will be learned about the things that pertain to the spirit. Are you following me, guys? So now, this conversation extended up to chapter 14. 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 14 talked about the things that pertain to the Spirit of God. Praise God. So, what does that mean? Now, in verse 2, he says something in verse 2. He says, you were Gentiles led by idols. Right? Is that what he says? Yeah? He says you were Gentiles led by idols. Now, what does that mean? Now, remember, Paul had already said, I want you to know the things of the spirit. So, when he says spirit, he has not told us what kind of spirit. Right? He has not said what kind of spirit. So, by the time he gets to verse 2 and mentions idols, he wants to tell them that the spirit I am talking about is not the spirit that was leading you when you were Gentiles as idols. Do you understand? Now, in other words, now what this means is that, you know, there are some people, all they know about the things of the Spirit, all they are, anything they want to know about the things of the Spirit is serpentine spirit, python spirit, uncubus um, and succubus, spirit, wife, spirit, husband. That's all they know. Sure, nobody has that yet. That's a joke. Yeah. Nobody has that. So that's all. So Paul is saying that I don't want to begin that conversation. You were led by such spirits, right, when you were not born again, isn't it? So, in other words, what he will begin to talk about will be the things that are by the Holy Ghost. Verse 3. Praise God. Let's see verse 3. Let's see verse 3. So in verse 3, he says something very interesting there in verse 3. So he says, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. He says, and that no man can say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So what does that mean? So Paul does something. Paul qualifies what he means in verse 1. So let's change verse 1 a bit. When he says, now concerning the things of the Holy Ghost. Right? So I want to tell you things concerning this subject, the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? That's what he says. I want to tell you concerning the Spirit of God. Now, I want you to observe Observe something in verse 3. In other words, this is what it means. 
that Christianity is supernatural. Christianity is supernatural. It's not just a body of knowledge. No. It is a body of knowledge, but there is a supernatural fact about Christianity, about our faith. There is something supernatural about it. Then what Paul now tells us in verse 3 is that Paul says that we contacted, listen carefully now, we contacted the supernatural at salvation. Are you following? So that means that the way we contact the supernatural realm of the Father, the way we contact the supernatural realm of the Father is by faith in Christ. Faith in Christ. So, it will mean that I can, I only come in contact. Please listen to what I'm about to say. This, is, this has access to everything that we're going to do today and this week. This means that the only way, the only way I contact God's supernatural domain, the unseen, is that I contact it by faith, right, in his son. Right? Because I cannot enter into that supernatural world if I have not believed in Christ. Now, some people can enter that place through other means, and that means they're not born again anyway. Right? But there is a way to enter into God's spirit. Right? And it is by faith in where? In Christ. That's what verse 3 means. Praise God. So that means that the word of God is sort of the connection, right? That connects me to the things that pertain to what? The spirit of God. The word of God. So I cannot know all the things that pertains to the spirit if, if, I'm not born of God. Jesus says this to Nicodemus. John chapter 3, verse 3. He says, except a man be what? Born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Right? He said, except a man be born of water, which is the spirit. It's not water baptism there. He's saying that the water is the spirit. So he said, except a man be born of water, which is the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Then he gets to verse 5. He says, that which... Right? Is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is what? Is spirit. In other words, being born again is entrance into God's supernatural domain. So that means that the believer must see himself from the very beginning as supernatural. Say I'm supernatural. Come on, say I'm supernatural. That's how the, the believer must see himself as supernatural from the very beginning. Look at what Jesus says. He says, as the wind blow it, verse 8, verse 9. He says, as the wind blow it, and no man know it where it's coming from. He says, so is he that is born of the Spirit. This is the life in the resurrection. Right? This is the life in the resurrection supernatural activities are done from the new birth. Praise God. Supernatural activities are done 
From where? From the new birth. Praise God. Now you may ask that, why are we teaching this? What's the significance of this? I tell you. I tell you what the significance of it. If you live in this world, right? Let me say it like this. If you live in this world, it's so important that you understand that the world itself, right, is governed by unseen activities. You can't be ignorant of that. You can't say, the supernatural did not consign me. You are a joke. Because even if it doesn't consign you, the things that are there will consign you. They will come and meet you. You don't know? So you can't be a sitting duck and say, that, that supernatural, all those spirit, spirit things, it's not my thing. Okay. They will make it your thing. By the time you start visiting back to first corinthians 12 well i'm there so so go back there just want to show you something there now verse 4 look at what verse 4 says he says he says and there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit there are differences of administration but the same lord he says and there are diversities of operation but it's the same god which worketh all in all but the manifestation of the spirit is given to what all, every man. That's NKJV. KJV is the heavenly Bible. Anyway, so, so he says, that joke has made me lose my thought. <laughs> but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now, what does that mean? Some people say this. Some people used to say, um, my, my, uh, the, the gift of God, or the, the gift I have, is that I just have, um, Speaking in tongues. Let's start with that. Some people even argue about that one, but let's just stay with that. So some people say, oh, no, 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 my own is, my own is healing. Some people say, oh. Some people go over and say, me, I don't even have a toy. I just know how to sing. But if that's the case, you make the Holy Spirit, who inspired Paul, a liar. Because in verse 7, he says the manifestation of the Spirit is giving to have now in case you don't know what manifestation means manifestation means an emptiness that is god poured out himself that's what it means is the word phenorosis in the greek it means i is like to to completely naked yourself that's what it means so he says god poured out all of his spirit to every man now of course which man the man that has confessed Jesus Christ as his Lord, isn't it? So that means that the man that is born again has all of the Spirit. All of it. 
If he has all of the Spirit, it means he can do all the activities of the Spirit. He can. Are you with me? So that means that as a believer, as a believer, I can say, I want to operate in the word of knowledge. Right? As a believer, I can prophesy. As a believer, I can heal the sick. I can do those things. You see, what, what gave you right to do those things? The manifestation of the spirit has been given to me. Are you following? Now, the next statement is very important. I like the next statement so much because I know people used to say, uh, you, can, you can have the gift and you don't have the fruit. You'll go to hell. They don't have the gift too. You can have the gift. You know, fruit of the spirit is more important. It's not the same spirit. So God will come inside of you and drop this fruit outside and put his spirit. You will now be trying to get the fruit. Where's the fruit? Oh? It's a lie. Sin consciousness. It's sin consciousness. Now, when he says he's giving to everyone to profit with all, that word means so that everyone gets better. That's what it means. For the benefit of all. You can check another version. You see it like that. In other words, the essence of the gift of the spirit is so that another person gets better. So that means the gift of the spirit is an element of the love walk in the faith. It's an element of God's love walking. It has nothing to do with showing off. It has nothing. It's a wrong theology that tells us that we can have gifts, right? And, and not have fruit. It's not true. Because if you get into chapter 14 of this conversation, Paul will say that when we speak in tongues, we should endeavor to prophesy. He said, why? He said, so that the church will be what? Edified. That's tongues and interpretation. That's what is in 1 Corinthians 12. So that means my pursuit, listen, my pursuit of the gift of the spirit. I don't really know how to use this, so my voice can be fluctuating, sorry. But my pursuit of the gift of the spirit is a pursuit of the love walk. Are you with me, guys? It's a pursuit of the love walk. So that means, do I practice Christianity when I want to let another brother get better? The answer should be yes. The answer should be yes. So I will give myself to the demonstrations of the things that pertain to the spirit because I want to help her. Amen? I want to meet the need of another in the church. Praise God. Some say, tongues is not for all. No, it's not true. It's not true. Mark chapter 16 says, and this sign shall follow them that believe. Believe, believe. That's the key word there. Believe, 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 believe. What are the signs? They will speak in other tongues. They will cast out demons. Isn't it? They will cast out demons. Right? They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Is that not what it says? So by believing, what do I come into? Extraordinary activities. I come into extraordinary activities. Say, say this with me. I have, I have, and I can do extraordinary activities. 
Someone say, you know, there was a brother. I, I think I've told you this story before. There was a brother that they called to come and cast out demon. Say, ah, bro, bro. You know, because his brother used to pray in tongues in church. Say, ah, bro, come, let's there's one place, there's one person, you know, demons, demon possessed and everything. So they called the brother and I said, ah. I've not, I've not fasted today. You understand? Let me wait on the Lord more before we go there. It's not true. Don't watch all those movies that they, you see demon overpower a man. Of, it's not true. Say because why? Because the 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 maybe the man of God I've seen. You know yeah about something, Abby. Ah, I'm not saying you should see no. Don't see no. <laughs> Let's quote me. But look at something. Praise God. So let's go back to what we're talking about. So, in other words, the believer has these manifestations. The believer has these manifestations. Now, let's go on another tangent and come back to this. And I want you to take note of this. In Christianity, right, we have what we call different kinds of meetings. We're coming back to what, where, I'm, where I am, but I want to say something here. In Christianity, we have different kinds of meetings. Ideally, biblically, we have five. Number one, we have what we call prayer meetings. Prayer meetings. Now, what, what do we do in prayer meetings? In prayer meetings, we come together to do what? To pray. I remember back then in the church that you know, I came out from, they would say seven hours with God. Seven hours with God, and it's called prayer. Two hours. Praise, worship. One hour, drama, ministration. How many hours remain? Four. <laughs> then, four hours. <laughs> they will now use four hours to now sing warfare song. You know the church now. <laughs> they will now pray. At, at the end of the day, we pray, we pray for three hours at the end of the day. It should have been called three hours with God, not seven hours. But they taught me how to pray, so, do, so I give them that. <laughs> but the point I'm making is we have prayer meetings. Now, what do we do in prayer meetings? We just come together and pray. Like what is going to happen on Sunday, right? Saturday. Saturday. We just come together and pray. No worship, no, no. It's just prayer. Praise God. Prayer meetings. Now, in prayer meetings, what's happening? Everybody is involved. Not the one that some of you are sitting down. You are praying. Everybody is involved in prayer meetings. That's number one. Another kind of meeting is that we have teaching meetings. In teaching meetings, the emphasis is placed on God's word. We spend hours teaching, hours teaching on the word of God. Right? In teaching meetings, just teaching God's word. Little time for prayer. You see that in Acts, when, in Acts chapter 19, I think, where Paul was in the house of a man and he taught from morning to night. And Atticus, you know, fell from the window and died. And Paul went down, put his hand on him, woke up and continued. You know when believers say, I can't come to church today, I'm sick. It's strange. Where are you going to get healed? Come to church, you get the healing here. He said, ah, I can't come. I'm, I'm a bit down. Say, hey, that's why you need to You have a problem. You don't seem want to come. So it's not really that the person is sick. Or is it that maybe the person does not believe 
the power of God. That would be two. You get my point? So we have teaching meetings, right? We have teaching meetings where we teach, we pray. Now we also have what we call evangelical meetings. Evangelism. Now what kind of meeting is that? Now, okay, before, before I, I go, quickly go into that, in teaching meetings, not everybody is involved, right? Now, what, what do I mean involved, involved? I'm talking about the ministry of the Spirit, right? For example, as I'm teaching God's Word, this is an activity of the ministry of the Spirit. God is working in me to bring out His Word, right? That's what God is doing. In prayer meetings, God begins to work in all of us, right? As we pray in tongues. Are you following? So, I want you to see how the Spirit of God organizes Christian meetings. So, He's working in me as I teach, in, in teaching meetings. He's working in you when you begin to teach, right? Then in, in uh, prayer, he's working where? In all of us. We're all praying in tongues, isn't it? Now, in evangelism, he's also working in all of us. Now, of course, it depends. You know, there's some evangelism that is like an outreach, a crusade, Right? It's like a crusade. So, it's the evangelist or the minister of the gospel that the Spirit of God begins to work. Now, all of that Christians that are there, they are there, right, to help the unsaved that will come in that kind of outreaches. Now, but if it is house-to-house evangelism, the Spirit of God is working in those who are preaching to get people saved. Are you following? Are you, are you with me? So, you say, what's the topic? Spirit. Holy Ghost. Sorry. I didn't tell you that. that day. Sorry. You should get it now. You have gotten it. Catechismus. Okay. So, <laughs> so, now, let's move on. So, we have evangelical. Now, this one, the next one is what I want to really sit on and we is believers meeting. If you see, can you put Catechismus um, picture? I want to show you something so you understand what is what was about to happen. Who can? Oh. Hurry up. You know, you know. Normally, I don't cheat. Aha! Look at See the first thing they wrote there? Not Catechismus. So. See the first thing? The believers' what? Conference. So, it's, there's, what call, there's what we call believers' meeting. Huh? Believers' meeting. This one, unsaved. No, they come. If an unsaved happens to come, right? A believer in the midst, I'll get there now. A believer in the midst will say something that will catch the unsaved. You understand? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, the secret of his heart is made known. So Holy Ghost will catch him. No, no, he's there. He said the secret of his heart is made known. So in believers meeting, guess what? Everybody is participating in the things of the spirit. Everybody. In other words, everybody will participate in the gift of the spirit. Everyone. Now, they are, the other meeting is like the like believers meeting, Holy Ghost meeting. Now, Reverend Kenny E. Egan, right, over the years, taught the Holy Ghost meeting as such that it is only the ministry gifts, right, that operates in Holy Ghost meeting. Now, you see the activities of the Spirit operate, but not necessarily so. Why? I'll tell you why. Because as we began to grow spiritually in the Word of God, we found out that every believer is also called into the ministry office. Do you understand? So that means 
That means that Holy Ghost meetings and believers meetings, right? They are meetings where we see the full display of the things that pertain to the Spirit of God. Praise God. That's what we see. We see the things that pertain to the Holy Ghost. So, what are the things that we can see in a believer's meeting? One of it is that we can have revelation. Praise God. We can have revelation. What is revelation? Revelation is grouped into three. The word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, uh-huh. and what? Who wants to tell me the third one? Why are we studying this? Eh? Thank you, Ma. Descending of spirit. Revelation. So in other words, in other words, we can come together and say there is revelation. Now let me show you something about a prophesied believers meeting. Go to Psalm, the book of Psalm. Psalm 29. We're going to do small practical here in this house. Don't run away. Please. Let me close the door. Psalm 29. Psalm 29. I want you to see something. Yeah. <clears throat> he says, verse 9. He said, the voice of the Lord maketh the inch to carve and discovereth the forest. Now look at the next part. He says, and where? In his temple, do it everyone speak. Now, the word is, is not there. That's why you should use KJV. Oh, okay. ah, sorry, but it's not there. The word is, is italicized, okay? In the, in the originals, the word is, H-I-S, it's not there, right? So when he says, everyone speak of his glory, no, it's, it's not necessarily what it means. He says, everyone speak glory. That's what he's saying. Now, of course, you can say, okay, what we're speaking is the glory of the spirit or the glory of God. But ideally, in the writing, it is everyone in his temple, everyone speak glory. Okay? Everyone speak. Now when he says everyone speak glory, it doesn't mean we just saying glory. No. Right? The glory is talking about the glory in his temple. That's the Holy Ghost. The Bible says the glory of the latter house, right, shall be greater than the former. Who is the house of God yet? Yes, so we can change it and say, as the temple, I speak glory. Now, did you see everyone? Praise God. Did you see everyone? So, this is prophesied about God's temple where everyone has a capacity, right? To what? To profess the glory of God. Say, I have capacity. Come on. I have capacity to do the things that pertains to the glory of God. That's the believer. That's the believer. Pray in tongues, everyone. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Come on. Pray in tongues. No, pray louder. Pray louder. Remember you are the temple of God. Pray louder. Pray. Pray louder. Pray. As the temple of God, we have access.
Amen. Stop. Now, stop. What we just did, is that the glory of God? Answer now. Is that the glory of God? Don't let anybody, see, I know that over the years, people have bastardized that word, glory of God. You know, somebody dressed fine, he has a new car, he says, can't you see the glory? Abba. Abba, Abba. You can't be car and dressing well. Glory of God. Eh? David Doe knows how to do that better. And you're a man of God. Praise God. You all acting religious now, so you don't know who David Doe is. Ah, I know David Doe. I will not lie. He's, he said recently that he's unavailable. Me, I'm av- <laughs> Praise God. Amen? So it means that as God's temple, we have this capacity, right? To do the things of the Spirit. Can you give me that mic? One, two, one by one. No. Oh, this one. Oh, great. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. So, so that means that everyone, right, has this capacity. Say this with me. I can see into the Spirit. I can hear by the Spirit of God. I can. I can speak by the Spirit of God. Now, listen carefully. In, we're going to start in the next 10 minutes. I just want you to get, I want to get your attention on something. Now, I want you to know that in between verse 9 to verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 12, Paul mentions nine things. These nine things are things that happen in believers' meetings. Right? They happen in believers' meetings. Why is this very... Why are we talking about this? I want you to understand that when you step out outside the world, right? When you go outside, as a believer, God has... God wants to walk through you. Right? God desires to walk through you. And the only way he can do it is by supernatural activities. So the church, the church is to train you, right? It is to train you to walk in supernatural activities. Are you there? Amen? That's what the church is for. Praise God. So, Paul mentions nine things. Nine things. In, and in groups, those nine things. The first one is inspired utterance. Inspired utterance. Utterances. Under inspired utterance, we have tongues. Speaking in tongues, right? We have interpretation of tongues, right? And we have prophecy. Inspired utterance. Utterances that will just come by the Holy Ghost as you talk in tongues. Right? Inspired utterance. We also have things to see. To see where your, the eyes of your inner man, right, is open to see things. Now, this scene can come in words, right? Can come in pictures, right? The point is, you are seen. Are you there? You are what? You are seen. Now, what are those ones? I've said it before. The word of knowledge, right? The word of wisdom. and rev- say, I want you to say this with me. There is revelation here. There is revelation here. There's revelation here. So, we have that. Then the last one is power gifts. 
the ability to do. To do things. What are the power gifts? Healing. The gift of healing. Right? The gift of healing. The gift of workings of miracles. Right? And the gift of special kind of faith. All of this is resident in the believer. Praise God. Remember, God gives us this access, right, to show our superiority above principalities and powers. That's it. That's it. So when we say, oh, we are seated in the right hand, and you're shouting, glory, glory, glory. Yes, shouting. But when we say, let us now act on that authority, right, one of it is the demonstration of the gift of the Spirit. Is the demonstration of the gift of the Spirit. Are you following? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The power of God is here. The power. Thank you for listening to our sermon today. We hope you were blessed by this teaching. If you want to learn more about our church, please visit our website or follow us on social media. We would love to connect with you and hear your feedback. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel and share it with your friends and family. You never know who might need a word of encouragement.